Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of What the Fuck is Wrong with You People. So, um, everybody knows how I feel about history. You censor history, uh, you're, you're censoring uh, just everything. Life, universe, and everything. Uh, because people who censor history are people who can't deal with history or they just uh, they, they want to dominate somebody in some way you know like dictators and uh, there's a discussion going around with people who have no functional educational interest in history who are condemning or are getting pissed off that a white professor said the N-word. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, well, what the fuck happened? You know, white professor saying N-word. It's a pretty horrible thing. And then I find out the N-word that the white professor said wasn't him just saying the N-word, right? He was reading verbatim a uh, letter from Birmingham jail. And every single person who condemned that white new uh, white professor was some jackass whose study was like English 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 I can't even say the friggin' word English literature or arts, or theater, or uh, you know, anything like that. A- anything that has nothing to do with history. And they're lying, and they're disingenuous. Doesn't matter the skin color that they have, they're lying and they're disingenuous about what that white professor was saying and about what was doing and anybody who has taken any sort of civil rights course who has had to deal with those issues or any serious history course who's had to deal with things like that will tell you that reading out loud the topic is a requirement for basically everything in regards to history. And in spe- specifically, interlude music. So I have no way other than a ridiculous way to interrupt this podcast and say that I was interrupted in order to do my job. So I can't remember where I left off. <laughs> Um, anyway, the, the general point is, you know, I'm talking about any history class, uh, that you study, you, you have to deal with that. You have to read that letter, uh, in full and discuss the points that Martin Luther King Jr. made in that letter without censorship. 
The passage that the professor was discussing is an incredibly important passage. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, I, I, I say this um, not having actually discussed this letter in class. I, I discussed this, or learned about, read this letter, I shouldn't say learned about, read this letter outside of classroom situation. Uh, but there were other letters in other situations that I have had to read and deal with in class. I'll get into those in a second. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s use of the N-word is very, very specific. It's one of the very few times that Martin Luther King Jr. used the N-word. And it is used in a way where you can't just censor it. You actually have to discuss it. It's very similar to how um, Huckleberry Finn uses the N-word uh, in Huckleberry Finn. Where Huckleberry and uh, Joe Wright, Huckleberry is uh, an ignorant white boy. He is the epitome of the ignorant, stupid, emotional, dr emotion-driven, uh, callous, white, boy, white adolescent boy. He doesn't think about the words that he's using. He doesn't think about people's lives. Mark Twain used that to have uh, the, quote, slave man teach Huckleberry Finn a lesson about life. And that's what Martin Luther King Jr. is doing when he's educating the world with his letter from Birmingham jail. I've heard a number of objections to this. Those objections include and are, and are not limited to, I'm sure those students have heard that word more than once in their life. Um, what else? This isn't a performance piece uh, and no white person should ever say that word ever for any reason. Yeah. All of that's absolute bullshit. Uh, there are times and places. There are times and places, and people don't like that idea that there are times and places, but there are times and places, just like there are times and places to show newsreels of concentration camps. Just like there are times and places to show uh, the graphic imagery of uh, the the Civil War and prisons and Civil War like uh, Andersonville or Camp Douglas. And uh, the reason is because Martin Luther King Jr. wanted that letter to be read as an educational piece and to be understood as an educational piece because he was educating the world. End of fucking story. He made it a point to discuss the reason that word holds power, the reason that word is wrong, and unless that is discussed, which is why you go to school to discuss things,
to understand things, to learn them, then uh, one, the class is useless. Two, um, people who object to discussing it in a civil rights course are useless. And three, uh, the letter becomes useless. Now, to anybody else that says, uh, this was the same week that George Floyd got killed, and, and this and this and this, let, let me give you a breakdown of murders in the U.S. Every day, there is some racial violence may or may not end up in murder, may or may not end up in a hospital visit. Every day in the U.S. there is an unjust incident of brutality, of racism, of uh, murder. Whether or not that murder is based on racism, I don't know, but there are way more murders than there are days in the year. Point number one of why that argument's bullshit. As students were saying, I can't emotionally deal with this. Okay, point number two of why that's bullshit. You're in a class about an emotionally charged subject and you say you're not capable or able to deal with the subject. Get out. You're a washout. A lot of people walk into history classes, uh, civil rights classes, uh, war, uh, you know, uh, uh, legal classes, thinking that, well, I know this exists, so I don't need to discuss it. it you're washouts. They are washouts. You can't go into any of those classes without seeing some of the most gruesome horrific stuff that people do in the world. You know who has to deal with the most horrific shit out there? Doctors. EMTs. There are things, there are recent major reasons why I refuse to go into uh, or refuse to go into certain areas of of education in my life because I know that I could not emotionally handle it. I know I couldn't mentally handle it. Things that my family tried to push me to see or do, well I say see, but what I mean is, you know, I'll see about exploring for a career. I'm not going to do it because I know what you have to look at. If you go into uh, police or EMTs, you have to, uh, or uh, legal, uh, legal realm, you are shown, shown specifically horrific accident scenes. And I mean scenes where they are pictures, they're crime or traffic accident pictures of somebody's brains lying out on the uh, on the pavement just imagining that is enough to 
push me away from anything like that. Doctors have to see horrific gaping wounds. They have to deal with cadavers. They have to deal with stuff that make people throw up on a regular basis. In fact, some doctors go out of their way to try and force you to throw up uh, by exposing you to horrific sight and smells so you have gone through that emotionally and physically so you don't go through that when it actually happens to you. Civil rights courses and history courses very much the same thing. Even if you've gone through somebody using the N-word on you or, or any other form of personal insult or uh, you've seen your friend, you know, you've seen really horrific Nazi uh, racist things against Jews and stuff like that, you, you are required to learn who's, what's, when's, where's, and how's, and why's, whatever I said or didn't say. You are required to go through that in an educational situation and explore it in detail. Just like a doctor is required to go through a horrific gunshot wound, maybe a, an eight-year-old kid, whether it's a boy or a girl, who's shot in the head but still alive, you, you, know, you have to go through those scenarios in order to determine if you can save that individual's life. You have to become desensitized to it in a lot of ways. Um, you know what, that also ties into my complaint about people hating Doctor Strange or, or the way Doctor Strange was presented uh, in the movies. Um, uh, he, he would have had to have gone through stuff like that so, of course, he's incredibly desensitized to other people's emotions because he has, he has become a walking robot, right? So I don't think that the, in the comics he's more of a dick. In the movie, he's not really a dick. He's like what you expect. And people have to give up certain parts of their souls, essentially, certain aspects of empathy, and desensitize themselves when dealing with really horrific things. But at the same time, that process gives them knowledge to make the world a better place. When you're studying civil rights, if you can't handle discussion of a trigger word, it's the correct phrase, because it is triggering, it is a horrific word right? when used in ways. That's, the, that's also why uh, there's a huge argument over whether or not the N-word with an R is used or an N-word ending in an A is used. Um, Quentin Tarantino and Aaron Magruder both went through that form of defensive uh, statements, right? Um, our defensive proce procedure of examination, right? Essentially, where they're saying, no, we never use the N-word with an R in any of our movies. They, or shows. 
they didn't. Um, that's a crazy distinction. Uh, but there is some weird logic to it. Discussions like that have to happen in courses like the course that that professor is teaching. It's not enough to know something is bad. You need to know why. You need to know what was done. And you need to know everything about it. It's not enough that uh, a 17-year-old's brains were spread or painted uh, painted the uh, intersection. A cop has to enter that scene and know exactly why, know exactly how, and know who's at fault. And they have to deal with that. Incidentally, that's one of the reasons why um, I've got no I've got no room for for uh, forgiveness. Well, I mean, that's not a very Christian thing to say. I've got very, very little room for any type of forgiveness or acceptance of any cop who is um, a murderer, corrupt. Because they go through education to understand why they shouldn't be corrupt. And they come and they, they ignore it. Right? They ignore it. So, uh, when you tr censor Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter in an educational situation, and I don't really think that there's a way to read his letter without understanding the educational nature of it. You know, if you censor that word and that passage, you're censoring history. You're censoring why he was in that jail cell. You're censoring why that movement was building up. You're censoring why he was assassinated. And there's no excuse ever to censor that letter in an educational situation. If your only argument is no white man should ever say that word, so what? You're going to fire every single white professor of history? You know, I understand people's emotions. That's why I'm not saying go fuck yourself, <laughs> like I would normally say. Um, you don't understand what you're talking about. I don't care what your skin color is. You don't understand what you're talking about. If you're saying those words about a white professor teaching civil rights, history, and educating why people should not say the N-word through the use and examination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s words. End of fucking story. You're not capable of having that type of discussion. I'm not saying that you're not capable uh, because of your skin color, because I've seen a lot of white people and a lot of black people 
uh, on both sides of this argument, there's no majority of who is saying it shouldn't or shouldn't be. But I do notice that people who are not history professors, people who are not history students, people who don't have doctorates in history, those are the people that uh, dominate the censorship advocacy of that letter. People who know about history, people who discuss it, people who have a knowledge or deal with it, don't even touch the concept of censorship. They say, well, you know, this is not a letter that you just stand on a sidewalk reading and start shouting out the N-word. Right? I mean, that's true. It's not a letter you do that with because that's not the purpose of that letter and that's not the way the letter is to be read. You don't go to a third grade classroom and say, this letter talks about this word. The kids aren't going to fucking understand. They're going to start saying the word all the time. But Martin Luther King Jr. says this, this, and this. Like, they'll get that it's wrong, but they'll think it's okay to just say it. These are adults in a fucking adult classroom with an adult professor teaching an adult subject where you have to examine it all. And if your argument is no white person should ever say that, you are not having an honest discussion here. Now, I'm not calling you dishonest, because there's a difference between not having an honest discussion and being dishonest. Being dishonest is knowing better and lying. Being guided by your emotions and believing something that isn't true is not being dishonest. You are being guided by your emotions. You're being guided by how, how life has treated you. But you need to come to grips with the idea that that's what's going on here. Um, in my book, John Rocket, I use that word too. But, uh, and if I hire a voice actor, and I did for my audiobook, I had to pay him to say that word. He was a white man because I couldn't find anybody else who would work for dirt cheap. Um, it was, it was, uh, uh, reading books for the blind nonprofit. And, um, the word is important in every way and sense of its horrific nature. It was important in the story. John Rocket says it, the first three pages to the police lieutenant about the, the random brutality from some of the officers and the Union Police Department. I still feel the first page and a half is a little janky. I still don't know how to rewrite that. But besides that... <laughs> Besides that, um, it's an important thing. What else is important is uh, the Stillman Engineering Corporation or company 
which is Clarence is a partner, but he's a partner without his name on the building, right? He's actually the engineer that holds, or, or is, is he's the he's like the pillar of intelligence in terms of engineers. It's not saying all the other engineers are stupid. It's like um, Clarence is driven, and he's an incredibly intelligent individual, right? Ben Stillman is the one who had to get the loan. He's the one with the business acumen, right? Even though they're both partners, why is Clarence's name on, not on the building? Well, I actually had to discuss that because there's a reality back then. It was a reality that people had to live with and were comfortable with in order to become successful to help change the world, right? It's because people toss around the N-word. People not working with them because of a black man, right? So there were times where Clarence, his name might have been scrubbed off a project in order to maintain the money coming into the engineering firm. And I discussed that in the book. And it's not fair, but you can't understand why that happens without that word being in the book. You can't understand why Martin Luther King Jr. is sitting in that jail writing that letter if you don't talk about that word. You can't understand Huckleberry Finn's transition from an ignorant white boy of the South who don't know how to read or write. Uh, well, very well. An illiterate boy. Uh, Tom Sawyer, if I recall correctly, Tom Sawyer is the one who actually teaches Huckleberry Finn how to read. Huckleberry Finn is the character of ignorance. He's the character of ignorance who, if educated, if brought out of his fog of ignorance, understands the need for of the basic fundamental needs of humanity in every man, woman, and child, right? He's still a badass, riffle-tumble gunslinger when he gets older, right? He and, and, uh, and uh, uh, Tom Sawyer, and a lot of people don't realize this, Mark Twain actually wrote stories of them when they were older, right? <laughs> um, but he and Tom Sawyer basically, uh, they try to basically right wrongs, right? Well, you can't understand Huckleberry Finn's transformation without him using that word like it means nothing, right? I believe I got the name right. Jim has to instruct Huckleberry Finn. A lot of people have to instruct Huckleberry Finn. And it's incredibly important. So every time a school bans Huckleberry Finn because the N-word's in there, it's an affront to the education of the book. Does that mean that people should just read that book or those passages out loud at random? No. I don't want people reading John Rocket out loud at random. There's some the heavy things in there for a superhero book, I don't want them being read out loud, right? Unless it's in a controlled situation, right? And Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter also counts. 
and he, his letter is an educational letter. It is a letter to educate the world. That is how he is speaking to the reader. And the moment that that education is censored in a schoolroom is the moment that education no longer exists in this country. And one of the problems that I have, it's, there, are, there are two problems I have with critical race theory. One is a lot of proponents for critical race theory, theory don't understand shit about what it means. And I'm seeing a lot of proponents of critical race theory randomly just saying, the white, white man should never say that word. We need to, uh, first they say, we need to have, uh, you know, it sounds like I'm mocking him, but there, there are a lot of friends that I have who have said this, and this is the only reason why I'm making this podcast. Um, I'm not mocking you. If you're my friend, I love you because you're my friend, right? You're, you're extended family. You're, you're more important to me than members of my own family. As of now, or where I am right now, um, if I see you saying we need to have free discussion of uh, criticizing race and understanding race relations in relationship to history, and then you turn around and say, no white man should ever say that word no matter what, even if it's in a classroom, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I love you, you're a great person, I love you, but you don't know what you're talking about. It's all or nothing. That's my second problem with critical race theory. My first problem with critical race theory is that it's a shitty name. It's a shitty title. Uh, there are a bunch of other more appropriate names to use for that form of education and studies. And uh, the vast majority of my classes in terms of history that I grew up with are exactly what critical race theory claims to be. So it's just repackaging an old idea. The name is what has caused uh, more problems than anything else because that line of education has already been out there. Uh, so those are my two problems. And if you think that censoring something in the classroom wouldn't matter, let me remind you all of the podcast that I just did about World War II HD in color or in HD color, right? Four or five professors, I've lost count how many of them were professors or just teachers or doctorates, whatever they were. Uh, there were like four or five people who were being interviewed. Claimed the only reason why we bombed Japan was because of racism. They pretended to take a critical look of race at the United States and its actions in World War II. And that we had a choice to bomb Germany or Japan and we chose Japan mentally incompetent, stupid pieces of shit actually said that. Ignoring the fact that the vast majority of bombings we had in Japan were after May 5th of 1945. May 5th, 1945, I believe it was May 5th, Germany surrendered. What was it like? September 9th, I think? I'll have to look it up again. September 1945. Just say the months. September of 1945 is when Japan surrendered. Two full fucking months. Over twice as many people died as a result of wartime activities in terms of combat in, in, in uh, not Japan, in Germany than in Japan. 
A lot of civilians died outside of wartime conflict, such as those in death camps. But as a result of wartime conflict, 7.3 or 4 million died in Germany. 3.1 or 2 million died in Japan. And these ignorant pieces of shit thought that they were conducting a critical race theory expose on the United States by making a number of false claims about the uh, death tolls and about uh, why we chose to bomb Japan. Oh, let's not forget, Britain ran most, two-thirds, three-quarters of the air um, missions over Europe. We handled most, if not all, well, not all, but almost all of the air missions in the Pacific. That's not a choice of Germany versus Japan, white versus Asian. We're not going to bomb Germans after they surrender. We didn't bomb Japanese after they surrendered. And that's what happens when people censor history. You wind up with uneducated, dumb fuckers. Like those doctors, those with doctorates, those PhDs, those professors in that series. They were dumb fuckers. They censored history. They lied about events in history. They lied about the timeline because they felt it was important to say white people racist. And that's not saying that there's no racism involved in World War II. That's not saying that there's no racism in the civil rights movement. In fact, uh, the exact opposite. When you tell the truth, you find out that the racism was much more involved in both situations. When you examine why that letter was written, you understand the core elements of racism. When you, you can only do that by discussing it in full. You can only understand that World War II was the first race war, the true, truly the first, the, the first true race war on a world scale is World War II. It was a race war. Everybody was involved. Everybody. Kill this race or they will kill us. And only after the complete destruction and subjugation of the enemy was that race war declared to be over. We never really discussed it though. Every single aspect of World War II, every army was fighting because of race and religion which is tied into race as well. So that's why it's incredibly important never to censor a historical discussion when it is an appropriate discussion. Now, if you're going to have a white professor that just calls somebody the N-word when he walks into class, no, that's not acceptable. Uh, if you have a white professor or any professor walk in and say, 
uh, all of the racial epithets when he walks through the door is he saying these are the words that are going to be said in this class bang 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 if you have a problem with it leave you can't have this discussion without discussing those words that's an acceptable introduction for these people these students who are not yet adults who are injured so much that they can't handle that type of discussion sincerely hope I don't lose any friends because I said this um, see that, that's just it history is is horrific History is really horrific. World War II history is even worse. Now, um, should there be times where somebody says, Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so, may I be excused? It's a little bit too much for me. I'm just going to take the hit on my grade. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's fine. But if you skip out on content you pay to learn, that is on you. That's not on the teacher. Now, are there ways that a teacher could act inappropriately when discussing things like the letter from Birmingham Jail? Yes, there are. Um, from all accounts, though, the kids, and they weren't adults, they were kids. Okay. An adult understands why certain things are the, have to be discussed. A kid doesn't. These kids tried to get that teacher fired because they lied. They said he said the N-word. And then they claimed uh, injury because of racial bias. Which has been turned out to be a bunch of fucking bullshit. These kids were not prepared for that class, regardless of what may have happened to them in their lives. They were not prepared to emotionally or uh, just emotionally, because this was an emotional reaction. They were not prepared for that class. They were not prepared for that discussion. And the thing is, this is such a bullshit issue from my perspective because when I grew up in the 80s and 90s, we were required to learn things. Now, as I, as I said, we, we didn't study the letter from Birmingham Jail. Um, but when it was some anniversary, because of 40 year, uh, well, maybe it was 50, no, when was it? It wasn't the, it must have been the 50, 50th anniversary of when the war started. Uh, we had to learn about the death camps and everything else. And uh, we had to see those videos. Now, there were some, uh, there were a couple kids. Uh, one of them was Jewish, one of them wasn't. Um, I think there were one or two others. 
that they said, man, please be excused. I can't see this type of footage. Well, we were a middle school. There's, we weren't adults. We were kids. The teacher said, that's okay. You don't need to see this. They were given a pass. No, no detriment to the grade. But when you go into a college-level class, you're no longer a child. You need to see that stuff. And there's a very important movie out, James Best. It was the most important thing he had ever done in his entire career. It's called Verboten. And they show the actual educational reels that the United States Army used during the Marshall Plan to educate the German people on what their hate caused. And the reels begin with gold teeth in jars. Those were real reels, okay? If these kids can't take discussing the educational letter that Martin Luther King wrote to the rest of the world, to white racist America, to white moderate America, saying this is what this word means. If these kids can't handle that, they can't handle the vast majority of the history classes out there. I guarantee you they wouldn't be able to handle even the censored images in the movie Verboten let alone the reels that we had to see in class regarding the liberation of the death camps that's where this conversation ends This is where I say there are members in this society that need to be coddled. They are not adults and they will never be adults. They can't even take a simple civil rights course. And let's look at all of the history courses out there. I think probably the only thing they could take, potentially, are the ancient history courses. Because you don't have that. You don't have those images. You don't have that history. You have dates and war and names, and that's all you have. That's third grade level education. And you can get, you know, you could go on with that third grade level of tolerance for history in those courses. The moment you get into civil rights, the moment you get into civil war, the moment you get to World War II, the moment you get into Vietnam, that's where that type of, I need to be coddled emotional stability is going to fall apart. So, um,
there's no there's no easy way to tell somebody that they're not capable of dealing with history if they're not capable of discussing a letter from Birmingham jail but I mean that's like the lightest if you want to talk about levels the 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 lightest and most easiest way to deal with history are the ancient history courses where you just have names dates and oh this person did this well he did this horrible thing but we don't have any pictures right that's like the lightest level this is what the culture is maybe you might get into a few things about genitalia right well this is what they did with the men's what whatever and the women's whatever The Greeks like to have giant, huge dicks on their, on their uh, uh, buildings. When Christianity came down, people who converted scratched those or plastered over those dicks, right? That's like the lightest level of fucking history. The next level is the level of Birmingham, is the letter from Birmingham jail. And you need to discuss that word. End of story. And then underneath that, you start getting into the more modern wars. And that's reality. That's the hu- reality of human history. And if you can't handle any that letter of the Birmingham jail, that's the gatekeeping pathway into in-depth modern history. If you cannot handle that letter, you are not meant to be in that class. I don't care what your skin color is. You are a washout. Go do something else. Go do engineering. You don't need to. You don't need their history credit other than ancient history. Learn a little bit about the Romans, and uh, then learn how to put robots together or something. Actually, I want to learn how to pro- put robots together too. So I'm not saying that in a debasing way. Robots are fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, going going to biology, right? Create a new cure create something else don't go into history as you're not going to be able to handle it um anyway i love you all i hope i didn't offend any of my friends um that uh, there are far 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 more offensive things that people have to talk about far 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 more than the letter of birmingham jail that's just the reality just the reality of the situation. Anyway, take care. Love you all. Bye.